Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For a radio audience tuning in here in Mississippi at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in through our online affiliates around the world, we're glad that you all could be with us as well. I'm excited to welcome back my friend, author, speaker, and historian, Tina Siemens, to our broadcast today. Tina's already had an exciting start to 2024. We're going to talk to her about her books winning awards this year, but also she's gearing up for some very big things with her museum that's in Texas, the West Texas Living Heritage Museum. If you all are not following it online, we will let you know how to be able to find it, as well as how you can stay connected with Tina as well. Tina, always a pleasure to have you on. Welcome back to the show. Well, Cyrus, thank you again for the opportunity. It's always a joy to anticipate the next uh, show that we can do together. I really appreciate the time. Well, look, I appreciate it as well. You, I've, uh, well, both of us have been busy. We were just talking about how quickly this year is already moving, Tina. And you started off 2024 in the best way, your books winning awards. What has it been like for you, Tina, to, to continue to see the way people are responding to your story and also, of course, your family story? It is absolutely a gift that keeps on giving. We as authors, we think that once the book is published and it's out there in, in a physical book form, but today's society and all the different platforms of the digital world, uh, just to see the responses coming from the most unexpected uh, genres of people saying, I read your book and this is what my takeaway was. Like, it's just a truly a gift and then to get the award for best author of the in my community that was truly truly an amazing um, blessing yeah well it's definitely deserved tina and i'm so glad that people are continuing to be able to find about about your story so i have to ask you when you first published your first book seminal could you have imagined that you would reach out the people that you are no because i kind of went in it blindfolded because I did I wanted the book merely as a record for my grandchildren and my children and few of my of course my immediate family for them to have a complete guide of our amazing history and so when it became a published work and and people were buying it literally around the globe it it was truly something that I did not expect but I'm so grateful that I was able to tell the story and people can relate, not just uh, those that were here physically going through the same thing, but there's so many aspects of the stories that I've written in Seminole, Some People Never Give Up, that speak of faith and perseverance. And uh, uh, the, like the subtitle says, some people never give up. Like we can all relate to that in one way or other in our life. Yeah. It's hard to believe in April of this year, Tina, Seminole, Some People Never Give Up, will turn five years old. Um, yeah. And then, of course, your your book, The Little Sentinels That Could, will be turning two. Your, your, your book babies are growing up just like your grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> <They> <laughs> <Tina. are. laughs> 
so, yeah, you know, so, you know, I want to go back to, to, to 2019 because when you first, you know, it was so interesting because you and I, we connected, um, you know, almost a year after uh, in 2020 mm-hmm. when you released Seminole. So I want to talk about what that's been like for you to look at your history, because history is such a big part of your work you do as an author, definitely work that you do, of course, with the museum. We're going to get more into that. Has it always been easy for you to go back and look at that history? Because not all of it was positive, but has it, has it been easy for you to look at your own family history, Tina, and what your family has gone through? It, I would not say that it has been easy because it has been a hard road to travel. And one of the things that I was very fortunate and also I wanted to do was to travel physically to all of the places that I wrote about. And so that took me all over Europe uh, from, uh, I know I did a 17-day tour of six different countries in Europe. And then um, Poland and Ukraine and Canada and then South America, for me to go physically to all of those places and feel the story. When I was standing in in, uh, cemeteries or when I was standing in buildings that my ancestors had built, uh, now it was South Russia at the time when they lived there, but now Ukraine, like it it was a very emotional uh, journey to know what hardships they went through and what sacrifices they were willing to make for, for the future generations, which I am now, what what they were, did those things for? They they sacrificed immigrating to a new place and to keep their religious freedoms and to keep the, their families together. I am now the beneficiary. So when I truly reflect on that, it's a very emotional journey for me. You, you you mentioned, of course, religious freedom. And one thing you and I have not talked a whole lot about, uh, Tina, that has come up in a couple of uh, conversations I've had with people about your book when they ask about the Mennonite culture. That is not mm-hmm. something that a lot of people are familiar with. Has that also been part of the the passion that you've been able to have to share with people about the Mennonite culture and community? Yes, absolutely, because so many uh, people – they have heard or they've been around communities uh, that that have the Mennonite culture. And there's, there's like any other culture. There's pros and cons. And a lot of people, they associate Mennonites with a religion, I mean, uh, with a group of people, like an eth- uh, eth- ethnic group. But it's really not. It's a religion. And it's um, when I first really got into the where did it have its roots? What were the circumstances? And that was during the Reformation years in the 1500s where so yeah. many persecutions happened. And through that persecution, just like gold that, that's refined, the, the hottest part of the molting pot uh, produces the, the purest gold. And I feel like that happened over and over again that where, where they were really persecuted, their faith really grew and, and shone through uh, because that is when you're stripped of all earthly possessions and you just have your faith, then, then it really makes or breaks you. And I, I see that throughout the history uh, time and time again. And it's been a very encouraging, but like I said, also an emotional journey. 
Yeah. And to to talk about that a little bit more, Tina, and that's why I commend you so much and try to encourage you so much, because a lot of what you've been able to do in promoting your book in the past five years has really taken you out of your comfort zone <laughs> and and thrust you into a whole new world. Talk to us about, about what it was like for you to make that decision, though, because – and the reason why I'm asking you, Tina, is because there are a lot of people who – they have something inside of them, and maybe it goes outside of either the way they were brought up or the way that they've been you know, told or encouraged to interact with people. But you've kind of taken that challenge, especially with the Internet, with social media. What is it that helped you to take that challenge and to make that step? I think that's a great question. But I, for me personally, I think it was realizing that my story is worth telling. Yeah. It is that we all have that inner nudge or that inner feeling of I could do this, but XXX is preventing me from doing it. And it is sometimes just uh, being willing to step outside of your comfort zone. Just look at it from from a somebody else's viewpoint. And I think for me it was having people that saw the value, and that encouraged me. So I think a huge part of if you want to step out, then familiarize or uh, have people in your court that have your back, that know you personally, and that challenges you. So so ask somebody to be to keep you accountable. And I know in my life, Cyrus, you were that person. You were such, played such a role in me stepping out and, and saying, I can overcome. I've overcome so many challenges in my life, and this is just a new one. And so if you apply the same things that, that happened, me as a little girl on that West Texas uh, cotton field, hmm. I can do this being in a shade and comfortable of, uh, comfort of my own home. I can now access the social media through that. And so I think it's, Aligning yourself with others that have gone the route, the travel the road before you, and then uh, being willing to to do what it takes. And it is continuing challenge, but I'm I'm just so grateful that I have someone like you that that have have pushed me and challenged me, and and the reward has been absolutely amazing. Well, I appreciate that, Tina, but I always say, you know, you're the one doing the work, and, and I'm I'm glad to be a small part of that, but, you know, I'm just, I'm encouraged by you, because I know it's not easy, and myself as an introvert, as my family knows, I'm someone, Tina, who if I don't have to leave the house, I normally don't. Uh, for me, I have to step out of, out of my comfort zone every day, and I'm so glad to see people doing that, taking that step, because we never really know who we can encourage. I want to talk more about that with you, uh, Tina, about the people you have encouraged. But first, let me say, for those who are just tuning in on the radio or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. Our guest is award-winning author, Tina Siemens. We're talking to Tina not only about the beginning of her 2024, but all the great things that are coming her way. Tina, I want to talk about the way you have been able to encourage people, to inspire people. What has that been like for you to hear from people that you know and some that you don't about the impact that you and your story is having on their lives? It is always a joy to hear somebody say that this part of the story really touched me and I could relate to it. And and when you hear people 
say that they've gone through something similar and that that the books have given them a voice to to say it out loud. Sometimes it is just even you yourself hearing your own voice saying that that I can relate to that. And so for me to hear those stories or get an email or get uh, I was on the for example, last night I was on a Texas historical uh, portal a Zoom meeting, and one of the ladies who I have never met, she said, Tina, aren't you the author of Seminole? And I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, I've read it. I was so intrigued with your – so those are the type of nuggets that you are given um, along the way. It is truly a blessing to, to hear these encouraging words. Hmm. Wow, such a great thing. Um, Tina, so I want to ask you then about what is to come, uh, and that is, of course, um, what you've been able to do with the museum. So for those who are just hearing about the West Texas Living Heritage Museum, what made you decide to, to open the museum and to share history through a museum? Well, for me, the word living inside West Texas Living Heritage Museum title was very important because History is not just something that has been lived. History is, for you and me, history was yesterday. And for us to realize the connections between yesterday and what we are prompt to do today in preparation for tomorrow, uh, it's just kind of is a continuous flow of information that, that we can glean from. And that was my desire for the West Texas Living Heritage Museum to to give not what has been, but how can we learn from that and how can we apply? So a big portion of the, the mission at, at West Texas is to also give history lessons. Uh, starting next month, well, February 20th, I'll have my first six-week uh, six course of the Mennonite history as well as West Texas history and how that combines. But I'm giving classes of canning. Like I've had potato canning. Our ancestors canned potatoes in a mason jar and have them on the on the shelf. Like those are the type of things, uh, canning chickens, canning beef. Like these are all the type of things our ancestors took for granted. That was an everyday occurrence. But today that is so foreign. And when they see the process, when they can be hands-on, uh, I have a kitchen in the museum, and we can just be hands-on putting the, the different ingredients. It is so rewarding to see people taste what I've canned in the past and say, I can do this. I, I've got an old canner in, in my grandma's uh, food storage or, or pantry somewhere, and they dust it off and they say, I can do this. And it's just so rewarding to uh, have the connections with the museum. I have physical past tense items, but how to use those, uh, like old butter churns, to make a, a batch of fresh butter today. Uh, a child can do that. Uh, it, it's just truly rewarding to put the living back into a museum setting. 
Love that. When you said that just now, Tina, I, I had an old memory from my time in school where someone actually came and, and taught our class to make to make butter. Uh, and we got a yeah. chance to have some on some crackers. And I was like, it was so funny when you just said that. I had that memory that came back to me. Um, so that's, you're right. Those are things that are so special, right, for people to be able yeah. to experience. And that is something, again, that is a, a, a great connection. Do you find that through, and I haven't asked you this question before, Tina, but have you found that through the museum and your work that you're bringing people of different generations together? Because I would imagine you have people of all different age groups coming to you. Have you found that to be a connection for the different generations and age groups? Absolutely. I'll, I'll have grandparents bring uh, younger grandkids, and they will just stand, and as they stand in a room that that's set up, how they remember their grandma and grandpa's houses to be, then the stories just flow. I've got uh, little videos of people just standing and telling their history to the next generation. And that's that's what it's really supposed to do uh, for us to not forget. Because history does repeat itself. If we never talk about it to the next generation, we are losing a huge part of our identity because history made us who we are today. It formed our our generation's past of uh, giving what is now in our DNA. So for me to be able to do that, and I I have different genres, uh, rooms set up specifically for these purposes. One room has like just Western and ranching and uh, farming, and then the next room has a lot of historical uh, artifacts with a life-size teepee for the, for the natives in our area. So it's just so amazing to have different groups come through, and they all find something that is relevant to their past. And that's, that's the beauty of a museum. Unfortunately, Tina, we live in a world that has so many things that bring us apart, right? And people are so focused, unfortunately, on the differences. Um, what do you hope your work does, especially with the museum, does in reminding people of what we have in common and things that can bring us together? I pray that they will see that we are a lot more similar than different because we sometimes feel that a different culture that's their own. But there's so many overlapping things that if they would just look into their history, the 1920s and 30s, it did not really matter who or where they were. They did the same survival thing. Uh, it may have been in a little different method, but for, for them to know that we are much more similar than different and bringing these barriers down to where, like my Indian given name that I was so fortunate to give means being a bridge. Puyai uh, Pusakani is my Indian given name, and it means being a bridge. So for me to see that, uh, people walking from both sides, crossing each other on the bridge and saying, huh, this I can relate to, that is that is my prayer that that they will realize that more and more that we have much to be grateful for but then how do i give it to somebody else and a gift isn't a gift until you truly give it away 
and that's the power of multiplication. What I love that you mentioned that about your your about your name and being being a bridge because you definitely have been able to do that. And you have some big things that are going to be happening soon at the museum. Talk to us about how exciting that's been for you to kind of put together this big event that you're planning for the West Texas Living Heritage Museum, Tina, and being able to be that bridge to bring different individuals together. Thank you. It it is. Uh going to happen May 30th, 31st, and June 1st. So we'll have two days of instruction classes. We'll have anywhere from beekeeping to butchering to, um, to how to garden, how to prepare the soil, how to do uh, uh, keeping different animals on, on your farm. Like if you want just one or two, it's, it's going to be right now we have about 30 different classes that are scheduled instructors to to teach classes on uh, on May 30th and 31st and then on June 1st it will just be a fun day where we'll we'll do some branding we'll have some local cowboys do some branding we'll do a barn raising like the Amish are known for barn raising so we'll do those types of things and have petting zoos and tractor pulls and just lots of different uh, different things on uh, how to do what what has been in the past to to really implement that in the into our present day and so I'm excited about it's called the Heritage Homestead uh, Conference and uh, Fair so if you go on my website we'll have uh, have all of that information on the West Texas Living Heritage Museum but if you want to go on to the website that is for the Heritage Homestead then uh, you can also find the details. Uh, which is continually being added to on a weekly basis. So it will be a lot of fun, and I think it will be something that will bring the community together. And we have instruction um, classes being given by people that are 250 miles away from here, so they're willing wow. to come and, and teach classes. So it will be – we had one in October, and that was our first of the kind, and I, we do plan on having it a semi-annual um, event happening at the museum. So this will be definitely a bigger and better and hoping to add to it each year. Love that. Love that. Well, Tina, so glad to have you on. It's so crazy to believe the half hour has flown by so quick. <laughs> You know, when you're when you're sitting there with a friend, it just time just it really does fly, right? It is so amazing. Um, but I, I'm so proud of you, Tina. I'm so excited about all the things that are happening with Seminole. So definitely make sure you guys head over to Amazon to get Seminole. Some people never give up. Also get the little sandals that could. That is Tina's story. That is also so inspiring for all ages. And as you heard her mention, big things are happening for her with the West Texas Living Heritage Museum. So make sure you guys are staying connected there. So, Tina, where are the best places for people to stay connected with you? They can contact me via Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, com, or my personal is um, uh, k.siemens at yahoo.com. And then the museum is uh, www.wtlhm, uh, West Texas Living Heritage Museum.com. I'd love to hear from you. All right. Okay. Well, Tina, thank you again for the time. Always a pleasure speaking with you and definitely looking forward to our next conversation together.
Thank you for having me. I truly enjoyed the hour. Look, always a pleasure. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live today. And let's go make today amazing. Take care. <music>